Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Wednesday the 19th of October. I'm Tom Clayton. And I'm Sonal Patel. Ukraine describes Moscow as politically and militarily bankrupt. I am submitting to the President of Ukraine a proposition to sever diplomatic ties with Iran. And in a written statement on Instagram, Iranian athlete Elnaz Rukabi apologises after competing without a hijab. Due to an unexpected call to take part in the climb, my head cover unintentionally became problematic. I am currently, as scheduled, on my way to return to Iran with the national team. Times of London Daily World Briefing It's been nine months since Russia took measures to invade Ukraine. In that time, countless lives of civilians and soldiers on either side have been lost. While the scene today may be slightly different than it was when Kyiv first suffered strikes at the hands of the Kremlin, for many people, sounds like this are all too familiar. Gunshots as a drone is shot down by ground forces. Since it was revealed that Iran had struck a deal with Russia over the supply of so-called kamikaze drones, Ukraine has moved to cut diplomatic ties to the Middle Eastern state, as explained by the Foreign Minister Dmitry Kuleba. Tehran bears full responsibility for the destruction of relations with Ukraine. Considering the many destructions caused by Iranian-made drones to Ukraine's civilian infrastructure, the death and suffering caused to our people, and the new reports about Iran continuing to supply weapons to Russia, I am submitting to the President of Ukraine a proposition to sever diplomatic ties with Iran. This, as the British Defence Secretary is believed to have flown to Washington, D.C. to meet with his American counterpart and discuss shared security concerns. Both the US and UK have played large roles in supplying Ukraine with military aid during the conflict. It comes as the new commander of Russia's forces in Ukraine made a rare acknowledgement of the pressures they're under from Ukrainian offensives. Speaking on Russian state TV, General Sergei Sorovikin said the enemy continually attempts to attack the positions of Russian troops. William Courtney, a former special assistant to the US president for Russia, Ukraine and Eurasia, and a former US ambassador to Kazakhstan and Georgia, told Times Radio the morale of Ukrainians won't be damaged easily. Ukrainians have now become adjusted to uh, the kind of war that Russia is waging and how, how brutal it is, including you know the atrocities that have taken place in Bucha and elsewhere. And this has really angered Ukrainians and it's also angered Western supporters. In his nightly address, the Ukrainian president Volodymyr Zelensky says he believes the deal struck with Israel to supply drones shows Moscow is bankrupt politically and militarily. Zelensky said using the weapons might generate hopes and illusions among Russian leaders, but would still be of no help. Elnaz Rukabi is one of the world's best climbers. 
she's used to planning her every move. So when she appeared at the Asian Championships in South Korea with her hair uncovered, it was seen by many as an act of defiance. A gesture of solidarity with women back in Iran. Tens of thousands of whom had taken off their hijabs or protested over the past month, angry at the death in police custody of 22-year-old Masa Amini, arrested for failing to properly cover her hair. The authorities' efforts to put down the mass protests have already claimed more than 200 lives. So understandably, when Rakabi seemed to fall silent, fears grew for her safety until a story appeared on her Instagram apologising. It reads as follows. Due to an unexpected call to take part in the climb, my head cover unintentionally became problematic. I am currently, as scheduled, on my way to return to Iran with the national team. She flew in from South Korea before dawn on Wednesday and was met by her family. Videos on social media show hundreds of supporters clapping and chanting, El Naz is a heroine. The Iranian embassy in Seoul tweeted that it strongly denies all the fake, false news and disinformation regarding Ms El Naz Rakabi, along with an image of her wearing a headscarf at a previous competition. Ms. Rukabi has been hailed a new symbol of the protests led by women in Iran. Protests which have claimed many lives, including dozens of children. The unabated violent response by security forces against protesters and reports of arbitrary arrests and the killing and detention of children are deeply worrying. Ravina Shamdasani is the spokeswoman of the High Commissioner for Human Rights. Some sources suggest that as many as 23 children have been killed um, and many others injured in at least seven provinces by live ammunition, metal pellets at close range and fatal beatings. A news website critical of the Iranian regime, Iran Wire, reports Rakabi will be transferred to prison upon her arrival. On the way, James Corden says sorry for being mean to restaurant staff and the cost of gigging. Prices go up for Glastonbury, one of the world's biggest music festivals. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Several weeks after the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, declared a state of emergency regarding migration, officials presented a new temporary housing facility in Manhattan for those arriving in the city. It's thought around 20,000 Latin American migrants have arrived in New York since April, with an average of five or six buses coming every day. The Humanitarian Emergency Response and Relief Centre on New York's Randalls Island will open for male migrants, though nothing's been confirmed for females as of yet. It will hold up to a 1,000 migrants at a time, with individual beds and shared dining and recreational areas on hand for those arriving in New York, Manuel Castro, the Commissioner of Immigrants Affairs from the Mayor's Office, explained this facility was needed in the city. We want to make sure that we're able to meet all their immediate needs, which as you saw include medical attention, include uh, rest, an area to rest, to take a shower, uh, and most importantly a way to connect to their loved ones and friends and to people who might be able to help them to get to their final destination. Meanwhile, Anne Williams-Isom, New York's Deputy Mayor for Health and Human Services, says it's a proud day for her. My mom is turning 92 this week, and I think about when she came to this country in 1958 and what that must have been like for her. She was able to come here and settle, but she didn't know anybody. 
She didn't have a place to go to rest her head. And so today, as we're here to show you this humanitarian relief center, I feel proud. I feel proud as a New Yorker, knowing what, what we are doing, what we are trying to construct for people that we care about. It's currently unclear when the facility will officially open. The Indonesian football stadium, where more than 130 people were killed, will be torn down and rebuilt. More than 40 children were among those who died after the disaster in the city of Malang, East Java, in what FIFA boss Gianni Infantino described as one of the darkest days for football, as the country mourned the losses. Witnesses described fans flooding the pitch after local side Arima lost 3-2 to Persebaya, ending 23 years of being undefeated at home against their rivals. Fans flung bottles and other missiles at players, at officials and police vehicles were toppled and set alight outside the stadium. Riot police trying to stop the violence fired tear gas into the stadium, triggering panic in the crowd and sparking the crush as people tried to get to exits. Most of those who died were either trampled or suffocated. Since the tragedy, Indonesian FIFA have formed a joint task force in preparation for the country to host the Under-20 World Cup safely next year. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With a look at an ongoing round the world of Formula One, here's John Jackson. McLaren Motorsports boss Zach Brown has written to the Formula One governing body, the FIA, over his concerns that teams are effectively cheating. While Brown hasn't named any specific team, he has called for stiff sporting and financial penalties for those teams who spend more than the rules allow. Championship leaders Red Bull, who won the driver's title last year and this with Max Verstappen, breached the 145 million US dollar cap by up to 5% in 2021. Aston Martin were also deemed to have committed a procedural breach. The cost cap was brought in last year in an attempt to level the playing field, and the Americans said that it had been a key factor in attracting new shareholders and investors to the sport. The next race on the Formula One calendar takes place in Texas this coming Sunday. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. British comedian and late-night TV host James Corden has apologised to a restaurant in New York City after he was supposedly abusive to staff there. The Balthazar in Manhattan had banned Corden. Manager Keith McNally claimed he was the most abusive customer to servers since the restaurant opened 25 years ago. The comedian was apparently rude to staff after finding a hair in his food, something the owner admitted wasn't really acceptable. He's then said to have demanded free drinks or else he'd write a bad review. McNally says all is now forgiven, complimenting Corden on his talent as a comedian. But he described the late, late show host as a tiny cretin of a man. And finally, how much would you expect to pay to attend one of the largest music festivals in the world? Well, some of those trying to get tickets for Glastonbury Festival in the UK might well be paying a lot more than expected. Yep, if you want to go to Glastonbury next year, it'll cost you £335 plus a £5 booking fee and £50 deposit, which comes in at a massive £55 
or $62 more than this year. Organisers say prices have risen in line with inflation. They say they're also trying to recoup losses made during the COVID pandemic when the festival had to be cancelled. The acts won't be confirmed until early next year, but tickets will likely sell well regardless of price as they go up for sale on November the 6th. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Wednesday the 19th of October. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.